fucking one, see I'm the cocky one. No, I'm not the wild one, but I'm a fucking turn up until I see the morning sun. Set that tiger bone, got the henny up. <laughs> Blow the bitches like I'm blowing through some cleanness. No more pussy for bitch niggas, cause y'all fucking up. These bitches fucking on each other, man's a nigga. Real bitch, studio. Come get this dick, girl. My nut is lip bomb, girl. Color it's actually, it's actually pretty good. I liked the rape room better. The rape room was way better. Rape room was pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah, this one feels weird. How we we're we're like in the main set. I wanted to do the other, the other one. Looks like a better rape room. The the warehouse. Oh, I, I mean, there's already ropes in there and shit. Yeah, there, I, there was a rat in there. I saw a rat in there the other day. Mm -hmm. The band. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Well, I'd always wondered what happened to those guys. <laughs> They're doing do commercials. They, where do they go in between county fairs? <laughs> Yeah, so they live in a closed-down CrossFit gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they live under one of the chairs. Yeah, it was... I walked in there, and, like, it, there was this fucking huge rat just ran under whatever was in there. It was like, oof. I fucking hate rats. That's another reason I don't like New York City. Rats. Too many fucking rats. There's a lot of rats there. So many rats. I mean, like, I like to visit there, but I wouldn't live there. I was saying. Yeah. I've got yeah. no interest in even visiting there. I I hate big cities so much. Oh, you would hate... Oh, you would fucking hate it. Well, just, I mean, if me you anxiety. have the money, like, going there for, like, a week and then doing just literally a list of things where you're just traveling from, like, Uber to, Uber to like, place to place to place to place is great. You know? That's what me and my lady did. Like, mm -hmm. we had a list of shit where we could do. We were there over a week, and we barely got through half the list. Oh, it's fun that way, I but mean, people who are like, let's go to Central Park and all that corny nonsense, I'm like, fuck that. Like, if you can avoid walking around in New York, it's great. Like, restaurants, awesome, good bars, cool stores, but just walking around. If oh, you can avoid interacting that. with New Yorkers, it's probably a nice place. Yeah, that, But you you really have no choice. It's the most... Oh, yeah, because <laughs> New York is filthy with them. It's filthy, yeah. <laughs> New Yorkers everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, because it's a walk-around city, because it's like... Trying to avoid walking around New York City is, is it's impossible because everything you do is through public transit over there. You got to take the train. You got to, you, I mean, you, you're back, like the first time I went, everyone was taking taxis. Well, so, no, you're thinking like a poor. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how everyone travels over there. Because it's I mean, the trains are really people. not that bad. They're pretty efficient, but it's yeah. like you have to wait around for trains. Mm -hmm. So if, they, if you're not interested in that yeah or being on a train with a bunch of smelly people yeah a bunch of psychopaths on there there was a video i saw yesterday where there was this midget dressed up as uh, um as chucky and was just like fucking people and like some lady just like threw him against the wall mm -hmm. <laughs> it's crazy they're like oh this is new york city 2022 like no it's like that every fucking year what are you talking about i love that excuse like oh it's you know it's new york it's like that's not an excuse. How does that how does that make anything about this better? You you guys gonna do anything about this? <laughs> it's Jesus. like, oh, that's just New York being New York. That's yeah, back in the forties, no one was like, Hey, sucks. it's Germany. That's wacky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's no, it's fine. Whatever. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. Back into the Epstein series. What show are we doing? <laughs> Epstein part two. But this one's gonna be did you decide to officially change the title to the Pedo Pod? Yes, Pedo Pedo Podcast. Or? It's 
Are we doing con men again? We're we're sti- we're this is the con men podcast. We talk about pedophiles mostly. <laughs> yeah. It's alt history podcast. Um, yeah. So I'm your host Sean. Joining me is Adam. Hello. Hi. And Coop. Hi. Noah El Amnesio again. Like, is he even on the show anymore? What no, he he keeps forgetting. Oh, like he's, yeah. <laughs> he's going to the old studio still. <laughs> <laughs> just knocking on the door. Hello. First <laughs> locks, he just stands out there for a couple hours and then forgets why he's there. And <laughs> he got yeah. a tattoo of directions to the old studio. It's like, it's like memento. And he's just like, this has to be the place. <laughs> Didn't change. But yeah, he's 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 somewhere. I don't know. He, he might be dead. I haven't seen him in, in weeks. So. Oh, no. LM News goes all the way around somewhere. He's where he's needed most. Yeah. Saving yeah. the world. Yeah. So in last week's episode, we discussed the connection with uh, the blackmail parties during the Prohibition era. Louis Rosenstiel through lavish parties that included entertainment of young boy prostitutes. Many of the invites were high-profile politicians, members of the mob, and high-level government intelligent officials. Intelligence officials. Louis Rosenstiel used to bug the rooms in order to use damaging blackmail to corrupt these officials. Man, my mouth is moist. Is this this drink? Yeah. C4 makes your mouth fucking moist. Yeah. Oh, that this energy drink that I'm drinking brought back the the heat that I was dealing with this morning. Oh. <laughs> so you, if I get up and rush out of the room, you know why? I just saw Coop look at the tw- like where the bathroom is. <laughs> he's planning it. He's like, I think I can get a few steps in. No, you always got to know your escape route. <laughs> yeah. uh, an attorney named Roy Cohn uh, came to the scene later on and, and expanded this operation into what eventually turned into the network that Jeffrey Epstein ran. This episode will mainly be focused on Roy Cohn and what he did and how he built this pedophile network. If you want to follow this clo- the story closer, Whitney Webb wrote a series on this, which I'm using most of her, her writings on this because it was very well researched, so I'm kind of looking into what she wrote about it and kind of cross-checking some of the stuff she's doing. And we're, we're kind of, because she did four parts, we're going to do four parts on this unless one of the episodes runs really late and we'll do five. So yeah, uh, so there's four parts on it. I, I'll put it in, in, in the show notes. Uh, her website is unlimitedhangout.com, so de- definitely check her series out. It, like I said on last week's episode, like she she should probably get a Pulitzer uh, prize for this. It, that's how good this whole series is. It's fucking crazy because it's when you think about like a conspiracy like uh, board, kind of like what Jesse has on her on 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 her set, where it has like a picture of somebody and then it's pointing to someone. Else. It's like the Charlie Day meme is yeah. what this whole this whole story right here. It's going to be a lot of names, so you might have to listen to this podcast like two times because you're going to be like, oh, this guy is connected to this, and that guy is connected to this. this these people are this, this, and this. So it's, it's, it's chaos, but it's going to set up for part three and four when... When Pepe Silva is finally revealed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we, we start talking about the Clintons, the Wexner, uh, Leslie Wexner, um mega group and all those people uh epstein island like all that stuff is kind of this is the base of it mm-hmm. so th- this is probably the most important episode so you can't skip part two and just go to part three because you need to know all the connections yeah. from like even like trump Tr- i mean trump comes <clears throat> up a lot in this i know a lot of people 
that listen to the show are are Trump people. Like, and Trump's he's funny, funny guy, but he it's undeniable that he was connected to Jeffrey Epstein, Roy Cohn, uh, Roger Stone, uh, Paul Manafort. All these guys are all connected. The Plaza Hotel, Suite Two Thirty Three, which we talked on last week's episode. A lot, of, all this stuff is all connected. So, yeah. Is that that haunted room from The Shining? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing and, I thought. And be careful, Sean. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. So <laughs> before you start running your mouth about WWE Hall of Fame recipient, it, inductee, it, Donald it J. Trump. Or just, and you know, don't worry. We'll, we'll get into the, the Clintons. There's, a, there's like a whole episode about the Clintons. Can oh. I ask you guys something? Like, I, I've just been kind of thinking about this in the past couple of days, especially with the whole, like, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell... 20 years in prison thing and like i feel like the sexualizing of children it's people, bad right people are just kind of fine with it yeah. not not like they're supportive of it like yeah we should totally do that people are just like whatever like, like they, oh, it's pe- no big deal people like treat the sexualizing and probably the sexual abuse trafficking etc of children like war yeah People, people seem to be fine with war. It's like billions of dollars. Sure, where does that money come from? I don't know. Why is my, why, why is my bank account getting smaller? I don't know. <laughs> war is good because we're helping people somewhere that I've never met for some reason. And I feel like that's the war on children. Yeah. Lack of a better term. That's it's sort of the same thing where it seems obvious that <laughs> children are being horribly abused and throughout history yeah and, and it's happening now at a time where you can connect all the pieces and all the people in the right place at the right time but people the the consensus seems to be like well whatever it's not even yeah like it, that's that's conspiracy that's nonsense that's that's tinfoil hat top it's not even that people are just completely ambivalent don't give a shit. Don't even care. It's not even on their radar. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Germany. <laughs> They're wacky. They're wacky Austrian politicians. Yeah. That's how I, that's kind of how I feel. And it kind of makes me sad. It, well, it's like Bill Clinton. When, when you talk about it, people, it's kind of like well known that he's a pedophile or he's like just doing weird fucking shit. It's well or fucking known. Norm McDonald said like, "Huh, oh, he killed a guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest that's one of the greatest things he ever the did. The greatest thing ever said on the view was yeah. Norm McDonald going I out. I thought that was I thought that was like, well, oh, I'm not telling tales out of school here. Remember when Bill Clinton killed a guy? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I love that part. Oh. RIP, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Yeah. Top 5. Like not just stand up, just like Joy Behar. I agree. Yeah. Oh God, she's amazing. She's in the top oh five hundred million best comics of all time. Oh easily. yeah. Just her, her <laughs> top, nasally delivery. Top five hundred so million comics to ever appear on the View. <laughs> For sure. Alex Jones was on the View. You ever seen that? Really? No. I put it on my Instagram like months ago. It seems like it would be an amazing episode, though. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I want to see where that happened, and I hope I'm not being duped. But it's him talking, and it's like the old view, like the this was like early days of the view, and he's like he's like talking like that, and everyone's like just listening to him. Was it like Barbara Walters? Yeah. View. Okay. Okay. Barbara Walters, Lisa Ling, I think was on there also. Star Jones. When I was in in high school. Yeah, and then hot blonde Republican girl, and I think she came in later. 
She was like in this. She was like on the second, like wave. <laughs> right. She was like the second wave of. Let me see if I can find this because it's like way. What if it's just like a weird deep fake? It it it, it probably is, and I probably got duped into this, but it, I thought it was really cool looking. It's a deep fake. He's just over the top of Star Jones. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the closest body type. <laughs> He's going, oh, gay frogs. <laughs> Got my gay frogs uh, shirt on, which is. Wow, Alex, Man, Alex Jones used to be so much sassier. Yeah. Yeah. I keep being, people keep telling me that that he's uh, Bill Hicks. When Bill Hicks died, that's when Alex Jones came around. I like remember. that's not true. Yeah, that's not true. Alex Jones has been around a long time. Yeah, they look kind of maybe like they could be cousins, but I mean they, they but don't look even. They're both from the Texas. Same. Yeah, they're both from Texas, but they're two totally different people. Bill Hicks was a bigger guy. Alex Jones is fat. All right, I I mean I'll post it, whatever. I'll show you guys later. But yeah, so so what you're saying, like what you're saying, like we we've basically are ignoring all these crimes about kids being molested, the Ghislaine Maxwell thing, which we'll talk about on Patreon. Um, just like whatever what most logical people are saying is like, when you're gonna say that, like who who were the people that were raping these kids? Cause she wasn't. She wasn't raping the kids. She was grooming them. Oh no, she was. She was participating at times also. Her yeah. Epstein would have three ways with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they had at least one like committed sex slave girl at least at one period of time. Yeah. Like, but like they would groom these girls. Like her big crime was her grooming these women for Epstein because Pe- Epstein was a pimp. And pit, he would pimp. I mean, you're making that, him sound that's, cool. That's not like the the rapper way of saying it. Yeah. That's like the criminal way of saying it. Hey, pimp. What's up, Pimpstein? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, they were. So they don't talk about who they're giving these women to. They they killed Epstein, obviously, and then Ghislaine Maxwell. They threw in jail for 20 years, which she's gonna. She's probably only gonna serve five of those years. I'm predicting that right now. She's going to serve five years, and... What, that's how long it's going to take him to find a ghostwriter for her suicide note? I, 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 <laughs> I, think, I think she has a cushy deal. I don't think they're going to kill her. I think she's going to be fine. Yeah, probably not. I, I think that there's a very high chance that she's going to be quietly released for good behavior at some point. Yeah, in five years. I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be five years. She's going to be in the most cushy... Um, extradition country somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Send her to Ecuador or something. Yeah, where uh, where Julian is that? that where Julian Assange is? That or? seems like well, no, he was in he's, an he's Ecuadorian in embassy. Oh. He's in jail now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but Ecuador seems like more of a punishment than yeah than an American prison. <laughs> or yeah. about the equivalent. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll talk more about that on the Patreon. But um. Getting, getting back into the story, Roy Cohn was deeply connected with celebrities, politicians, and political operatives. Cohn cultivated many of his celebrity friendships at the famous New York nightclub, Studio 54. Some of the celebrities and political figures include Andy Warhol, Calvin Klein, Joey Adams, future Senator Chuck Schumer. Uh, another interesting one was uh, Justin Trudeau's mother, uh, Margaret Trudeau, and Donald, Donald Trump, of course. Uh, yeah, I guess there was like this famous thing where uh, it was Roy Cohn's birthday 
and like she knocked his cake over and it was like a big deal because she was like a she was high on drugs and it was it was a funny thing but Justin was, Trudeau's mom yeah Justin Trudeau's mom used she to hang out at, yeah oh yeah big party she she was into How did her son turned out to be such a fucking <laughs> pussy I know yeah Margaret Trudeau was awesome she like she used to bang Fidel Castro Fidel Castro and I think she messed around with one of the Kennedy brothers no, everybody did. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't fucked a Kennedy, are you really in politics? What <laughs> if they're banging dudes, too? Yeah, well, like I said, if you haven't fucked a Kennedy, are yeah. you really in politics? That's kind of like the hazing yeah. ritual for, for getting into the political elite. Were the Kennedys fucking little boys? Is that maybe why they killed them? Because they wouldn't participate? In oh, blackmail parties? No, I'm I'm sure it was uh, was something else, but I I dare say that there is nothing that a Kennedy has not fucked at one point. Yeah, and they they like I, like living things or inanimate objects. They like to party. If you had that much power, what shit would you do? You're, I don't know. Would you would you go wild if you have that much political power and you can basically basically. Do whatever you want. Just come on things that are in the White <laughs> yeah. House. Because you pictures of Lincoln and expensive like, rugs. These people are are psychopaths. I shit on the bed in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> uh, uh, someone clean this. <laughs> I'm the president. <laughs> but yeah, if I had unlimited political power, I I think that I would just use it to fuck with all the other politicians. Yeah. Like just ruin all their plans. Mm-hmm. That's what Trump did. But Trump Trump had he had a chance to, to release all types of shit and he didn't do it. That makes me just think that the intelligence agencies like told him like like you better shut the fuck up or or killing your retard kids. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to execute your autistic son. Mm-hmm. Baron Trump will be no more. He's like, it's fine. And he's like, I'll just make another one. <laughs> He'll be twice as tall. He'll be a 13 foot tall child. <laughs> Tallest child. <laughs> Tallest child. He'll split then, his mother in two on the way out. <laughs> make he'll make t- he'll split her in two. Then I'll have two wives. Think of that. <laughs> two supermodel wives. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's just they just don't tell him. And he's like, I need this information on the president. And they're like, Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll back we'll get back to you, sir. And then it's just like paperwork and oh, I lost the th- the thing and. Yeah, it's it's probably yeah, it's probably like anything else. Well, I think to a certain degree, the intelligence agencies, primarily the CIA and the NSA, have turned into a modern version of the Praetorian Guard. Where mm-hmm. there was a long period of Roman history where the Praetorian Guard, they were the ones that were actually in charge because if they didn't like the emperor, they just fucking kill him. And yeah, then there was there was one very famous point in Roman history where they literally put the put the role of emperor up for auction. Oh, cool! Yeah. Like on eBay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that really is how it is because they're unelected officials. Yeah, but who but who kills Praetorians? Uh, other Praetorians. See, oh, I didn't even know what that term or was Russell before. Because sometimes <laughs> the ice makes the blade stick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta watch that movie again. It's been too long. Amazing. We, you know, we have to at some point revisit uh, the Iconoblast Skeleton Factory crossover episode. Which yes. We, which we've have never gotten to because we're yeah, both we, insanely busy. Yeah, Dude, we've been talking that about episode. It for a while now. We, we talked about doing 
Braveheart. Well, it's gonna be oh, and because because thanks to Coop, uh, the he, Patriot. He, you guys should do the Patriot. Yeah, he he ruined my entire fucking perception of Braveheart. He's like, what was it? He's like, Braveheart is as about as accurate as if they were all wearing like tuxedos and, and iPhones. Well, it, it's like if you were making a movie about the Civil War and everybody was wearing like like fucking track suits and fighting with AK forty sevens. And I was like, really? I was like, but it's still it doesn't matter because it's a good movie. No one's no one's no one's like thinking that it's a great movie. Fucking Braveheart is my child. And then we also talked about doing the movie Zodiac because that's something that's probably one of the most accurate. Yeah, so it would be like an example of a extremely inaccurate historical movie, and then an example of one that's actually people keep telling me to watch that movie. I haven't seen it. Zodiac's amazing. David Fincher's an insane person. Mm. He's like a modern day Stanley Kubrick. His attention to detail and historical yeah. accuracy is that of a crazy person. Yeah, and that's why the movie's so amazing, and yeah. it's very well casted. And no there's no pedophiles. Robert there. Downey Jr. Right? Robert Downey Jr. Um, what was it? Uh, fucking who else is in that? Uh, I don't know. I haven't uh, seen uh, it. The Hulk <laughs> is in that. Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, Lou Ferrigno <laughs> as the Hulk. Yeah, as the Hulk. Oh Zodiac. Oh, oh, oh must decipher the cipher. <laughs> and uh, and uh, what was it? Uh, and uh, was it Jake Hall? Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. Really good. And you, Chloe Sevigny, who I'm still have like a crush on. I've had a crush on Chloe Sevigny since kids. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> She's just weird looking. She looks like a weird white girl. But yeah, she's got a weird, I, that I, she's I got sexy with. fuck eyes, and I like that. Oh, that mm. she does. Mm-hmm. She does. Yeah, not really, not really my type though. Yeah, yeah, m- sorry. me either. Sorry, but, sorry, but, uh, sorry. We, sorry, lady. Um, Coop's not your type. Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> she's not, I, smart, not your Coop's type. I prefer women where as soon as I look at them, I'm like, yeah, she's gonna ruin my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> you seem a little too normal for me. <laughs> uh, back to like Mel Gibson though. We're yeah. making that shirt. The, the the Mount Rushmore Mel Mount Gibson Rushmore shirt. shirt. I'm waiting for. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous! That's Hell great yeah. news. Yeah, we're. I think we're gonna make the shirt, and we're gonna do a giveaway on Patreon. Or no, you know what we should do? Whoever, like, everyone, start reviewing us on iTunes, and whoever has the best review is going to get this Mel Gibson shirt. That's gonna be the competition. We're announcing think, that right I think now. That's a good competition. It's a good competition. Just whoever, and we were gonna pick you. And we're well. I'll, I'll tell me your size, and we're sending you that shirt. We just Joel just has to draw it first. He's just gonna he's gonna do it on his on his big pad, and we'll by the we'll we'll have it for the till the end of the month. August August first is when it ends. So get your best review in, because when you when you guys put reviews in, that bumps us up. In March of next year is when the shirt will be done. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Brittany about getting it ready. If not, I'll just figure that shit out because everyone's too busy, and I'm not. I mean, I'm busy, but I'm not too busy for that shirt. Cause that shirt rules. That one's coming out. But anyways, back to the show. <laughs> oh, maybe I should cut that part out, right? No, no, no. What part out? <laughs> about saying how people are too busy. Um. Well, if people are busy, then they're busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, back to the show. Cone also had connections with the media. One of his closest friends was Barbara Walters, who he used to jokingly refer to as his fiance. 
other close friends. She he was way too old for him. Yeah. Also, he was gay. The <laughs> 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 relationship's never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, like we talked about last episode, he died of AIDS because he. he that makes a, it even harder to marry. He, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was even gayer. It's almost like Romeo and Juliet. If you know, Juliet was a was an elderly woman, and Romeo was a a gay man. And the vial of poison was uh, <laughs> was, was <HIV>. AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she finds him in the hospital, and like, oh, maybe there's there's at least a little bit of that poison left for me too. <laughs> <laughs> Eighty-year-old Barbara Walters just averse cowgirling him in a hospital bed. His little skinny him body. as the doctors walk in. No, I'm too dry. I can't get it in. I can't do a Bar- Barbara Walters impression. I'm sure someone does. I don't either. Just so other close friends he had in the media were New York Times executive editor Abe Rosenthal. New York Times longtime colonist uh, William Sapphire, George Sokowski of the New York Herald Tribune, which I didn't even know that was a newspaper, but he also worked for NBC and ABC. Uh, Sokowski, Sokolsky was also a close friend of former FBI director J. Edgar Hoover. One of the greatest media tools Cohn had was his relationship with media mogul Robert, uh, Rupert Murdoch. Whenever Cohn wanted a story to go away, he would call Murdoch to, uh, to crush the stories. After Murdoch purchased the New York Post, Cohn, quote, welded the paper as his personal shift. So, yeah, that, so that's, that's one of the big component of this whole story. Is and that, how- that's, like, that's like a literal way that he would do it. It was like a, a prison shift where you take a newspaper and you wet it and, yeah. and twist it up. And- that, that, yeah, they were making a uh, little paper mache, right? Out of the New York Post. Yeah, yeah going around perfectly. <laughs> shanking people with that's, it. That's a perfect newspaper to do it with. I don't know if you ever read the New York Post. It's fucking, it's hilariously funny. It's weird. It's weird, I like the headlines. on Instagram and it's strange. Yeah. I mean, they did, they were like, they were like one of the first newspapers that, or outlets to talk about the, the Hunter Biden thing. And they got basically... It was it was blocked by Twitter. I thought they got kicked off of tr- uh, Twitter com- like entirely. I don't know if they're kicked off. I know the story was they marked it as misinformation, so they were in, you weren't able to share the story. As far as I know, that if only they had a newspaper to put this information. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> if only they had some form of media outlet that they controlled themselves. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was, it was, that was such a strange story, which turned out to be true, which is, it's underreported also, but I mean, that's that's for Patreon. Either way, I'm going to write that in. That's a good thing to talk about. But um, other other confidants included uh, William Buckley from the National Review. Mm-hmm. Buckley would uh, attack Cohn's political opponents and would use Cohn as his anonymous source. When Cohn was going through a disbarment hearing, Barbara... Uh, uh, Barbara Walters, Alan Dershowitz, and Donald Trump served as his character witnesses. Cohn had immense power in New York. His if those li- are the people vouching for your character, you're probably a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara Walters is the fucking worst. I can't stand that woman. It's crazy that like Trump was like friends with all these people on the left back in the day. Mm. Well, because back in the day, he was, he was a pretty staunch Democrat. Democrat. Yeah. And if you ever want to see like 
excellent interviews, like watch anything William F. Buckley's ever done. Like yep. you watch and you're like, is this like this is something that is it seems like something someone would write that would be in a, a wonderful show or a movie or something like that. But it's just he was quick, he was smart, and he interviewed people long form. What was he on? Why, why does that name sound He's so familiar? British guy, big teeth. Mm. What was it? Him and what was it? Him and was it Gore Vidal? Had a very spicy, famous interview. Oh shit! Okay, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I would look more very into. Very British, very, big nose, big teeth. Ah. Very well to do. But he was, but he was, he was quick. He was. What a great name. And he he'd push. He'd push the fucking. If the interview went one way and the questions were getting like people were trying to evade him, he'd fucking go after him. Like William F. Buckley was legit. Yeah, it's good shit to watch if you're bored. Except for a fucking expensive plane ride somewhere, just watch some William F. Buckley interviews. And you'll feel <laughs> like you'll feel like a little bit smarter. <laughs> the only thing that does in making him legit is him just fucking crushing other <laughs> yeah. other uh, yeah. media people. And it's another good example of like like. I don't, know, I don't know if it was considered late night TV, but like good late night interview television shows. Yeah. Like now it's just garbage. Now it's just fucking AOC convincing fucking Stephen Colbert that she <sighs> should run for president because that's a good idea somehow. Dude, Stephen <laughs> oh Colbert, I, I, I would not, I've never seen someone get cucked by the Democratic Party so hard. Like I've never seen propaganda from anything. Like it, it's, it is. I feel like he's just, he's just, I think eventually he'll just retire and then he'll just become some weird centrist. I, I don't think, think he's getting, I think he's getting, he's doing, I think he's getting paid to be the opposite of his conservative character from the Colbert Report. Like that's what he's, he's oh. I think felt like that's what he's doing now and he's getting paid a lot of money to do it. Then as soon as he retires, he's just going to turn into Jon Stewart. Yeah. He was, he was, he was with like, he was, he was on Strangers with Candy and I think he was, like, he was being brilliant. funny and creative and doing that. <laughs> And a collaborative effort with other, I think is there's no, most comedians are, they suck balls now. So he's just like, who am I even going to work with now? Especially every week writing shows. He's like, it's pointless. I might as well just have some political show. Strangers like, with Candy is. to be a comedy late night show and get paid a ton of money for it until I retire. I think that's what he's doing. Yeah. It'll be like that's... how Letterman had his fucking, it's kind of the inverse. And like Letterman's Netflix show that he did after he retired is garbage. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. You know, but like late one night, of the better... Letterman was like the fucking greatest late night show ever. And he's, he's one of the quickest, best like interviewers like I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. He was so good. He was like, oh, that's, that's another thing with the Netflix show it doesn't have. They don't have the, the time constraints and commercial breaks. So it's mm -hmm. just like you had to get people in and out and he had to like. He's not like good with long sniper form. hit people with jokes and and mm -hmm. he was playing to a crowd. Just David Letterman sitting in a room is such a bore. Yeah, which is sad to see because I think he's like brilliant. I, I'm just I'm sad what happened to Stephen Colbert because I was such a big fan of his. Strangers with Candy was one of the like when they made the movie. The movie is so fucking funny. It's so good, but like no one has seen it. But I, I it's it's really good. Like mm -hmm. what's who's who's the one that played the uh, Sedaris Amy Sedaris? Amy Sedaris. Yeah, she's so good on there. It's just like it's so well cast, and the and the jokes are funny. It's just like it's, well, would you call it irreverent kind of comedy or? Well, yeah, because our character is just like, if 
Kenny Powers was in high school and mm. a girl and mentally retarded. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just like nothing about it made sense. Like there would like it could not happen. Yeah. Um, putting uh, an ex felon, she was like sixty years old, putting her back in high school, and then like her yeah. falling in love with the, with like a sixteen year old. It's that's usually a reflection of really good comedic writing. It's, like 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 Jason Alexander, like in like in the beginning of Seinfeld, he just was just like he'd be at table reads, and he's just like none of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like this is how is this a show? None of this makes sense. Yeah. Everything my character says is just implausible and insane. Yeah. And then. He went to Larry David with like, he's like, okay, he's like, look at this scenario. He's like, this is something that would never happen. Larry David's like, he's like, that happened to me. And Jason Alexander's like, oh, I'm you. And I'm insane. He's like, I'm Larry David in in Seinfeld. He's like, okay. And that just changed everything for him. He's just like, okay, now I know what the show is. That's why it took a few seasons for it to like really get going. Kicking a gear, yeah. Yeah. Like when you get to season three, it's it's the the best. it, it's so some people I, I guess you have to be grow up with it because like younger people don't like it Seinfeld's great because I grew up with it and I, I get it but like you try to show it to young people they're like oh. Ep- episodic like single story mm-hmm. inside of one episode thing it's like people are just not into it now yeah because they don't they don't build off from each other yeah people like they're to totally different binge 12 shows in a row and that's cool and everything but it's like I miss that like Seinfeld fucking great chin like all the shows are just like one story inside of one episode walker texas ranger yeah <laughs> yeah but any, anyways back to the to to the media um so cone had immense power in new york his law partner stanley friedman said quote roy could fix anyone in the city cone had control of the media powerful celebrities and the control of the powerful uh politicals it's just like what george carlin said it's a big club and you ain't in it so that that's basically what this whole the whole theme th- that's probably going to be the name of the episode it's a big club and you ain't in it because it was it was basically just this group of elites that that were able to blackmail each other they would influence uh policy they would control the media it's stuff that we could there, it's impossible for someone like me and you to ever influence i'm not sure if i would really want to be in the in the elite pedophile club, though. No, <laughs> but but remember, Roy Cohn was able to to convince these people to do really awful shit and be able to blackmail them. It was like what you were saying. You're like, you're like, you want to have sex with that little boy? Uh, no, he's like, come on, just do it. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> that the, that was you, the saying. What are you gay? How do you know if you don't? <laughs> how do you know you don't like it if you don't try it? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that was like a few episodes ago. I was just like, like, it's age of consent, man. And even, uh, even, I remember even fucking Joel was talking about that he had to go to Japan for something, and people were just like, mm, prostitute. Yeah. And he's like, that's a thirteen-year-old girl, and they're like, yeah. ah, no, it's fine here, it's legal. And he's just like, wow. <laughs> he's like, no. Does that does that really make it okay? Yeah. So, now imagine you're in the super VIP section of every place you walk into. Mm. You're just like, well, when mm-hmm. when in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of party is this? Where's the goodie bag with all the little boys in it? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> just a kicking bag. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
that's the next thing I gotta do. I gotta create a template with with your guys's face on it and just put quotes on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a quote on on there that I gotta find. But yeah. <laughs> so um, Cohen was a well known fixer for the for Republican candidates, even though he was he was known as a Democrat back in the day. He used to do a lot of his shadow shadowy weird shit with the Republican Party. He worked for the Reagan administration, but not officially. It's like it's kind of weird. He they they said he had like a shadow presence. It's kind of mysterious. Um he had a so he had a large role in the 1976 and 1980 presidential campaign of Roger uh not Roger uh Ronald Reagan. That is where he met another one of his protégés, Roger Stone. Cohn also met pa- Paul Manafort, and during this time, Cohn introduced Stone and Manafort to Donald Trump later on, who would later work for the two- hit Donald Trump's 2016 campaign. That's that connection. Cohn worked in the shadows uh, during his time with Reagan. He was not given a specific public position with Reagan. Cohn uh, began working with, under William Casey, who we've talked about numerous times. <laughs> Uh, William Casey, who would later become the director of the CIA, in I think it was like in the early '80s, I think, or late '80s. But like he was, he was the director when um, the Franklin scandal and all that, all the pedophile stuff ha- happened. Most, of, a lot of it happened under Casey. Casey and Cone were, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> <laughs> Casey and Cone were both. Um, <clears throat> They were close friends during the 1980 campaign, and they would, uh, they would call each other every day. Like, they would talk to each other daily. So they're, they're, they're close. They're friends. That's best buds. Just picture them laying on, their, <laughs> laying on their new kids on the block. <laughs> comforter. On their bed, like, on their stomach. So like, there they got their, their legs kicking. What are you thinking about? <laughs> they're talking on a Sports Illustrated football phone. <laughs> Garfield phone. <laughs> the little brother comes in the room like, Mom, don't get out of my room! <laughs> so anyway... You're such you, a disease. <laughs> do you think Ronnie likes me? <laughs> oh, shit. So, um, much like Roy Cohn, Ronald Reagan had deep mob ties. We talked about that uh, last week, all the mob ties stuff. So listen to last week's episode. Reagan's mentor was Lou uh, Wasserman. Wasserman was was a longtime president of MCA, which was a Hollywood talent conglomerate. It's it's called like uh, music something. I didn't write the whole thing, but it they ended up um, representing a lot of people in Hollywood back when Reagan was there, and they ran fucking everything. So um, he so he became the president of that, and later on became the president of the Screen Actors Guild. This guy Wasserman was pretty. He was very powerful. Also, Reagan was an actor for a long time too. Uh, yeah, Reagan was also the president of the Screen Actors Guild at one point. Yeah, back when he was still an actor. Yeah. So this this is the guy that would. He he would uh, they would use Reagan because they he was they Wasserman used to brag that Reagan was he was very malleable and they can do whatever they wanted with him. Mm. He's part of the Film Actors Guild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wasserman had deep ties with the mob as well. At a young age, he joined the, the Mayfield Road Gang that was ran by Moe Dalitz and was a close friend with Meyer Lansky. Um, but yeah, so the 
these guys were the ones that helped him raise up, like rise up in Hollywood, and they would event. He would this guy Lou Wasserman helped him become president of the United States. So the this the these polit these very powerful people are like you have these guys in Hollywood that would they, they pick who's going to be president. What I'm basically trying to trying to say, kind of like now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, when so when we discussed the the Franklin scandal a few months ago, we talked about how George H. W. Bush and Ronald Reagan used the Franklin Credit Union as a way to launder money to fund the Contras during the Iran Contra affair. So this, what's really interesting about the Iran Contra affair is all the. <laughs> All the different child pedophile networks that were connected to it, they used when we talked about the Franklin scandals. They they used all the money they laundered through this credit union where they were fucking all these kids and having these parties. They used it to fund the Iron the the Contras, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> yeah. So that that if I mean you, I think that was on uh, part three. Yeah, we talked about it on Franklin scandal part three. That whole connection. I didn't want God justice prevailed and everybody involved was punished for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. you never hear from Ollie North anymore. Yeah, we got him. We got him, boys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so there are a lot of connections between Roy Cohn and the Franklin credit scandal. Uh, Franklin, The Franklin scandal. Roy, Roy Cohn helped aid the CIA's covert propaganda efforts in the Iran-Contra affair. CIA uh, Director William Casey was spearheading an extensive PR campaign at shoring friends, uh, friend Rupert Murdoch to head a propaganda effort. This friendship to Reagan administration was lucrative to him, which helped him create the Fox Broadcasting Corporation in 1987. So that's where he got the money from. They also funneled that. It was, I mean, they're, they're, it's a big criminal organization is our, is our government. Is they... The mob and the American government, and also even the British government or the Israeli government, it's all big criminal organization, and they they run it much like how the mob does. So that's that's my that's my rant on it. God damn it. So yeah. So how do you how do you feel about that, Coop? I'm <laughs> depressingly unsurprised by any of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, it's similar to what Adam was talking about earlier, where the abuse of children just kind of seems to be taken as a given, like Mm -hmm. it's, it's just going to happen. And that's, to me, this is the same thing where it's just kind of a given that these elites are going to be able to get away with criminal activities and continue to grow their power because who... I mean, who the fuck's gonna punish them? They're the ones in charge. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very similar to like, so like how Rupert Murdoch would report on the Iran Contra affair. He would push his propaganda about what was going on over there, much like how the New York Times was was pushing the Iraq War and was pushing all the stuff with uh, the WMDs. Like they were pushing this stuff to go to war with them. So this is this is they use the same propaganda to 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 do whatever the fuck they wanted to through the media. The media is the most powerful tool that the government has. That's why when when people are talking about the 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 mainstream media, how it's this 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 weapon and and how it's it's all fake and it's all bullshit. They're right. That's one thing Trump was right about. 
<laughs> ironically, being in the show and, and um, being in this episode and him being connected to all this shit. But he was right about the mainstream media just being a big fucking horseshit uh, political tool that's being used by these elites. It's dangerous. They're saying the stuff that we're saying is dangerous. The fucking little podcast. Like, well, it's it's dangerous to them. Mm-hmm. Like, they they go after people like Tim Pool, which is, uh, I don't know how I feel about him. He's, he's kind of he's kind of annoying. He's bald. He's, bald. <laughs> he's definitely bald. He's like, he's like me. <laughs> he is... I like the information that he puts out, but yeah. he has become more and more pompous as yes. his shows continue to is. grow. And he is... He's just continually become more and more egotistical, and it just grates on my nerves now. Me too. Yeah, that's why I'm he's getting a, uh, attacked to the point where I think he's doubling down, and he's kind of becoming like he's becoming very insulated. Because like, what was it his his house that he moved to out in the middle of nowhere? It gets swatted regularly. It nine times now. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching that one where he was. Um, he w- They were doing their show. And they all had to leave, and they just left the they left the stream on because the the SWAT showed up at his house. Yeah, and they're like, yeah we I think to leave. that was the the most recent time that it happened. But that might have actually been a a bomb threat, not a, a swatting. But I mean, I guess it's roughly the same thing. Yeah. I I wonder. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder. Like it's because I think a lot of the stuff he says is true. It's just him as a person, maybe. Because I think he's saying a lot of things that are true. And I, I think just like all these guys are, they're they're in it to they're, I don't know. I don't think he's as tough as he claims to be. <laughs> no. Like saying, oh no, we we don't need the police around anymore. I've got a gun. I'm, you know, if I if I hear gunfire, I'm gonna run towards it. It's like eh, get the fuck Tim, out of here. No, you're not. You, you not. still look like a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. It's just like him. He's like, oh, I'm I'm. I'm I, I used to be in the left in the during during the Occupy Wall Street thing and I don't know like he's like but but I, I'm gonna vote for for he he only talks about like people on the right now like which I've I've kind of shifted to that too so like I'm kind of like talking my way into liking him a little bit as this conversation's going because I'm kind of like that I because I I said this before the show like I won't vote for a Democrat until they change the everything they're doing right now everything they're doing is fucking awful. <laughs> and I, it doesn't mean I'm going to vote for Republican. I might. I might vote for DeSantis. I'm, maybe I won't vote at all. Who fucking cares? And nowadays with politicians and then and celebrity, like mm-hmm. Tim Pool's become like kind of like a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's like his journalism kind of takes a back seat to a certain extent to his personality. So we can sit here and be like, fuck Tim Pool. His music sucks and he's fucking... <laughs> a skateboarding retard and and like, you know, and all this stuff, but it's like, we know those things. We, it's like his work is like, we have to hold both things in our mind as opposed to someone like Andy Doe. You're like, Oh, he's a gay Asian guy who fucking hates Antifa so much. Oh God. But he keeps reporting on it. They keep attacking him. The thing is like, you don't know anything about him. He basically lives in hiding, which is probably in the long run going to be, to his benefit because he can just like continue to stay the the course and he doesn't he's not buying houses and putting in skate ramps and shit he's just like he hasn't turned himself into a character yeah but he's he's still just a he's a journalist yeah Yeah, he's just a journalist first yeah he he was on rogan that's the only time i've ever heard him talk 
maybe maybe that's why because he's awful at every, it. Every like Zoom or like Skype interview you ever seen with him, like his place looks like an old Chinese lady's apartment. Yeah, like you can tell that dude lives incredibly modest and like stays like kind of out of public view because I'm sure that dude just gets. You see his old Asian mom in the background chain smoking, Mm -hmm. watching Jeopardy, (laughs) yelling at a small dog. (laughs) (laughs) But then the dog's just looking at her like, "What do you want from me?" (laughs) But yeah, you can you can. That's just a guy who's just kept it on the low, Mm. kept kept his profile, his public profile low. And just keeps doing the work. Yeah. And, you know, once you start getting money and shit like that, I'm sure it's like, you're like, oh, I'm going to put out content about me. It's yeah. like, no one cares about you. Yeah. This isn't about that, you. Th- this is the whole. This it's is about the, truth. This is a grifter area, um, era, if you think of it, which basically most political people are, are they're going to, there's a form of grifting. I think Tim Pool is. One of those guys, which that reminds me of something else that drives me crazy about him is like beautiful if, blue eyes. <laughs> they're they're enchanting. Yeah, he's like looking into the ocean. Um, no, when he'll have somebody on the show that that I think is making a a valid point about something. Yeah, and if it's different than what he's saying, he will just steamroll over the top of them and not let mm-hmm. them complete their point. Yeah, and he'll misunderstand some of the things that they're saying. Yeah. You're like, no, no, that's wrong. No, no, that's wrong. Like he steamrolls Ian all the time, even when Ian's making like a a valid, like fairly neutral point about something. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Tim, just shut the fuck up. Let Ian say what he's gonna say. Yeah. I don't think that you like the fact that that he's he's making a, a good point and, and you're getting attention taken away from yourself. Right. So you need to you need to drive everything back to you. Yeah. It's gonna be really awkward when he comes on the show. He's, <laughs> like he's gonna show. He's gonna be a guest on here. Like it's gonna be funny. Like in on a the few, Patreon episode, he'll be on a Patreon episode. <laughs> we're like, hey, hey, Tim, big fan. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> like we're 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 looking at Adam's top ten favorite prolapse asshole videos <laughs> from the dark web. <laughs> and then we just talk. Yeah, we'll just bait him with like, oh yeah, we're getting. Well, yeah, we're gonna talk about very serious things, and yeah. then it's you just hand it off to me. You just go like this, you're like your your temple. I'm I'm Adam right here. Like I'm sitting hey, uncomfortably hey, too hey, close to, him and hey, I'm just like, hey, uh, take take a look at this right here. Yeah. What do, what do you what do you think this is right here? What do you think it is? Um, um, nice, here, right? let me let me oh. press let me press play. What's happening here? What what, what do you think's happening? Who am I again? Yeah, uh, you're Tim Pool. I'm Tim Pool. All right. I'm Adam. Um, Let me press. Well, it's a woman. Yeah. Well, what's what? What? Something's happening here. Well, her hands are bound, and she has a plastic bag over her head, and she's wearing a dog collar, and there seems to be a man putting his flaccid penis into a hole in the bag and filling it with urine. Oh, she's struggling. Oh, he said, "Swallow it, or you're gonna drown." <laughs> <laughs> and then the video ends. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be a great Patreon episode. <laughs> All right, Tim. Now spin that into a point about the Republican Party. <laughs> well, it looks like that guy was uh, a part of Antifa. Yeah, because he, yeah, he was he was wearing a, a ski mask. He's wearing <laughs> <laughs> made of leather. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back back to Red Cone. So there. 
well, not Raycon episode. There were multiple sexual. Oh black- shit! I thought we were done with the episode. Yeah. I thought this was the wrap up. <laughs> this <is> the- <laughs> There are multiple sexual blackmail operations happening during Reagan's time as president with direct connections to CIA director William Casey. There were several figures running these type of types of operations. Robert Keith Gray was one of those figures. Gray was one of the most powerful lobbyists in Washington. Gray was a close advisor to Eisenhower and Nixon and was a legendary fundraiser who would uh, collect money in the six figure gobs, which was a weird way to say Gobs. Ugh. What's that gob? Wait, was that? That's that like quote, it said six figure gobs. Oh, okay. So that gobs. wasn't that wasn't just a little artistic flair that you threw no. on that was already there? It was it was what they said. That was, that was a quote about him. He was close to Reagan and CIA director William Casey. One of Gray's clients was a Saudi arms dealer, Adnan Khashoggi, and hedge fund manager Mark Rich. Rich was an asset of, of the Mossad and was later pardoned by Bill Clinton, who was orchestrated by members of mega group uh, Michael Michael Steinhardt and Israeli politician Ehud Barak. And we're going to talk about mega group, like in a, I think in a couple episodes, episode four, we'll talk about that. So, um, so yeah, this guy uh, Gray. He was he's like one of these shadowy figures that you don't really know who he is, but he's a guy that gets a lot of shit done. So he's very important. He's a lobbyist that get he he collects all this money. He has connections with the Mossad, he has connections with uh, the Saudi guy, uh, Khashoggi. I think that's uh uh Jamal Khashoggi's father, I believe. Really? I was I yeah. was going to ask. Yeah, I, I think these guys are all connected. Except he didn't end up getting cut into a bunch of pieces and no. stuffed in plastic bags and <laughs> no. dumped in multiple different dumpsters. Oh, man, that's dark. That 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 should be another episode we talk about Jamal Khashoggi. Oh, I mean, the MBS. Does he fuck any kids? Because they would be perfect for the show. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't include kid fucking, then i sorry. It just like, does not fit the theme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, John DeCamp was the guy that he wrote when we did Franklin scandal, that's the book by Nick Bryant, but there was another book by John DeCamp, who was a Nebraska Senator. And also after became, after he was done being Senator, he was, he was actively investigating the Franklin scandal. He wrote, um, the Franklin, uh, fuck. What was it? Um, fuck. I got to find this real fast. John DeCamp. Book. The Franklin cover-up. That's what he wrote. So he wrote the Franklin cover-up, which is also if you if you you should read both of them if you were like really into the into the the Franklin scandal. So he he investigated a lot of these pedophile rings, not just the Franklin scandal, but some of the other ones that were happening under Reagan. And he he interviewed a lot. It's very well researched. It's crazy. Like both these books are very well. Research. That's why the Franklin scandal is so legit. Is how much investigation investigation was that that went into it, and how much corroborating evidence there was. So um, he investigated a lot of this stuff, and he said that that Gray uh, was a specialist in pedophilic sexual blackmail for the CIA. DeCamp claims that this is that same like an official job title. Yeah, <laughs> the pedophilic sexual blackmail. That's his business card. Insane. <laughs> it's weird. It's made of candy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, DeCamp claims that this same operation is directly connected. The schnozberries taste like Rohypnol. <laughs> So DeCamp claims that this same operation is directly connected to the same blackmail operation like the one being run by Louis Rosenstiel and J. Edgar Hoover, which we discussed last week. And, of course, just like every pedophile um, ring, it also has to do with the Catholic Church. The original pedophile ring. Yeah. So there's connections with the CIA Catholic Church, the media, this <coughs> is all this big group. So um, the Catholic, the Catholic uh, Charity Covenant House, which was connected to former President George H.W. Bush, was hiding pedophilia being done by Father Bruce Ritter. Ritter, uh, with permission of Cardinal Francis Spellman, would take homeless teenagers, boys and girls, into his home in Manhattan. Spellman was an accused uh, pedophile and the highest-ranking Catholic priest in the United States. He was also a close associate and friend of Roy Cohn and was alleged to have been seen at one of uh, Cohn's blackmail parties. Ritter, like Spellman, was accused of having sexual relationships, relations with underage boys, and he used funds from Covenant House to give the underage boys lavish gifts as payments to vulnerable teenagers uh, he exploited. When the New York Post journalist Charles M. Sennett exploited these activities, journalists from other New York outlets, along with New York Governor Mario Cuomo, uh, attacked him viciously. Ritter was never charged with his sexual crimes against minors. Instead, was forced to resign from his post. You know, that that sounds like there's a threes company joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there is. I, I've, I just, I, I got nothing right now. It's too early in the day and I haven't been drinking. No. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be pulling a three way on some like uh, some like nine year old, and Mr. Furley's gonna come in and be like, "Oh, what's going on?" Here? <laughs> <laughs> <It's silly. laughs> uh, Rest in peace, Don Knotts. Yeah, huge dick, by the way. Oh, really? Really? Famously, I'd I'd never heard that. Yeah. I, for some reason, I'm not surprised though. Yeah. He seemed like he'd he'd have a hog. Yeah. yeah. He he can be silly because he's just like. You, you got nothing to prove. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> the big dick energy is a real thing. It's true. And Mr. Furley had it. Yeah. <laughs> um, AmeriCares and Macaulay's organization were some of the main sources of funding. So these things were connected to the Covenant House. These are different organizations. They used to funnel money. Um, so th- these main sources of funding going into the Covenant House were later accused of funneling money to the Contras in Central America. Sitting on the America's uh, AmeriCare's board was George H.W. Bush's father, Prescott Bush. <laughs> Weird. Uh, years before the pedophile accusations of Ritter, Reagan praised Covenant House during the State of the Union address in 1984. From from 1985 to 1989, Covenant House's operation budget grew from 27 million to 90 million, and its board came uh, to include powerful individuals, including top. Um, executives at IBM, Chase Manhattan Bank, and Bear Stearns. Remember Bear Stearns because that's going to be a big one because that's uh, Epstein worked for Bear Stearns and they 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 did a lot of stuff. With Wait, Bear the Stearns. guy who drinks his piss on that survival show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, Bear. Was it Grit? Bear Grills? Uh, Bear Grills. Yeah, not Bear Stearns. Close though. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm gonna well, pretend they're the same person because in my head it's funnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, it seems like it would be a parody of Bear Grylls, but it's a character on Howard Stern, <laughs> <laughs> where it's like he's like I'm a survivalist, but like his way of like surviving any situation is just drinking piss. <laughs> <laughs> Here's well, some that, water. Like no thanks. So I'm, Howard Stern. I'm wouldn't. pretty sure that's just Bear Grylls. Yeah. <laughs> they're like there's a there's a lake over there. He's like nah, I got I got it. He's like. Well, lakes, you know, they have they have flesh-eating amoebas and bacteria, but my urine, on the other hand, it's <laughs> a good point. It's sterile. Uh, Covenant House eventually expanded branches to Central America, and one of in one of the branches, CIA asset Robert Alejos Arzu, who was also trained in the failed Bay of Pigs invasion of Cuba, helped head the branch in Guatemala, which is nice because, I mean. The guy failed up, like he he fa- he was in the failed Bay of Pigs, Pigs invasion, but he got to keep his job. Like Mexican guy or Guatemalan guy, whatever, same thing. Oh, don't don't get them mixed up. Oh yeah, one's a, one <laughs> one are demons, and then one and the other ones are Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> Look at a Guatemalan; they're fucking they're disgusting looking. Like the shadow people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you wake up and you see one of those inside of your bed. You're like, oh my god. What? Really? I, don't, I wasn't aware of this. Yes. I, I, I don't know if I've talked about this in the show, but... Guatemala, your hatred for Guatemalans? <laughs> Mexicans... <laughs> Maybe well, save that for the Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll cut that part out. Uh, we love Guatemala. So, uh... <laughs> we love you. You're very special. <laughs> <laughs> don't come into my country, though. You can stay down there. You can go to Mexico. I don't give a shit. No, actually, Mexico doesn't want them there either. Mexico hates Guatemalans more than anybody. It, it seems like every Central American country, like every every Latin country, hates every other Latin country. Yeah, the more south you yeah. go, because everything that's south of that border <coughs> is worse to them. But yeah. So I mean, so I mean, how far does it go? So what, like all the way down to Antarctica? Mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna say like Brazilians, are like oh those goddamn Antarctican <laughs> yetis. <laughs> Penguin is a racial slur to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arzu was also an associate of the U.S.-backed dictator of Nicaragua, Anastasio Somoza, a member of Knights of Malta, a Catholic order to which CIA director William Casey and Roy Cohn law partner Tom Boland belonged to, according to John DeCamp. Remember I was saying in the beginning, it's a lot of names. I'm sorry, but it's all this shit's connected. It's, it's the conspiracy board episode. It's like uh, Game of Thrones with even more sex. Yeah. <laughs> more penises. God damn it. Is it a lot of di- another dick? Yes. Uh, according to John DeCamp, Arzu led a branch of Covenant House that procure- procured children for a pedophile ring based in the United States. Years later, Mikasa, another U.S.-run charity in Guatemala that George H. Bu- H.W. Bush had personally toured with his wife Barbara in 1994 was accused of rampant pedophilia and child abuse. Kind of like um, uh, Southwest Keys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like Southwest Keys. So, yeah, um, Southwest Keys, we talked about that with uh, Dan Holloway in a previous episode. I feel like all this stuff, it always has a connection to... We have so many pedophilia episodes that we're like, just look at this pedophilia episode that we did. Well, it's, I mean, it's starting to make me wonder about what you spend all of your time doing outside of work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> it's all all conspiracies are connected to ped- well all the American government stuff is all connected to pedophilia. I don't remember any children getting fucked at Roswell, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I didn't read into it enough. <laughs> Dude, I wonder. <laughs> now I'm curious. <laughs> the corpses they found were baby aliens. <laughs> they were an actual alien. It was it kids. wasn't a weather balloon. It was yeah. a, it was a four year old's prolapse asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing in the wind. That's why great aliens are only four feet tall. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. They're, I mean that's that's gonna be the eventual set one day background. It'll just be the pedophile hierarchy and how they're all connected oh that's not a bad idea <laughs> yeah, that's what it would have to be yeah it has to be that's a great idea that. that that's going to be a lot of different uh arrows and and strings pictures mm-hmm. oh god but can you imagine somebody who's not familiar with the show walking in and seeing just an entire board filled with famous pedophiles <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's is this some sort of shrine? They're they're gonna they're gonna yeah they're gonna like yeah, is this a hall of fame? Flowers and <laughs> candles, candles and fruit. <laughs> then they'll actually put electricity in the warehouse. They're like, all right, you can shoot out there now. <laughs> so yeah, you you guys go into the into the creepy warehouse filled with rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we um, have a little mascot. It's a little rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. uh, all right. So. Finally bringing this together to Jeffrey Epstein. It's one of my favorite parts because it's so wild. Uh, Epstein was recruited after he was fired from Dalton School by Alan A. Greenberg, a close friend of Roy Cohn. So Dalton School in Manhattan is this elite school in Manhattan. He got hired there to be a math teacher even though he was a college dropout. And Dalton School is an all-girls high school. But it's like this elite school. I think it's a high school or college. It's, no, it's, it's a high school because these were underage girls. But Jeffrey Epstein, an unknown guy back then, was hired by... Um, hold on, let me... Oh, surely somebody must have known him. How else can they hire him? So, yeah, so he was a college dropout, and he was hired to teach math at this prestigious all-girls school. He was brought in by Donald Barr, who was Bill Barr, William Barr's father. And uh, I don't know if you know who Bill Barr is. He's not the comedian, Bill Burr. Bill Barr was the DOJ, or he served under under Trump. Yeah. But his father, uh, Donald Barr, he worked for the OSS, which was the precursor to the CIA, Bill Barr later on became George H.W. Bush's attorney general and later served at that same title under President Trump. During Epstein's time uh, at Bear Stearns, which we talked about earlier, he would. this is where he meets uh, dealer um, weapons dealer Adnan Khashoggi, who was connected to the Iran-Contra affair. Epstein would also come into contact with Leslie Wexner, a billionaire close to Meyer Lansky and the, and the Brofman family. This crime syndicate was once represented by Cohn. So Leslie Wexner is one of the one of the ways that people were saying that's where Epstein got his mysterious wealth because no one knows where he got all this money from. All of a sudden, he was this billionaire. Mm-hmm. But they're like, where does this money come from? Which we never investigated. Back to what we were saying earlier. Don't, don't give a fuck about this. Weird. Yeah. This is just all weird shit. Um, also, also, it's like if there's... 
victims and people who victimize the victims, isn't it kind of like kind of normal to take that criminal's wealth and use it to compensate the victims? Yeah. Like an island would probably erase at least a little bit of years of rape from my rape. <laughs> yeah, but you're going to give off from the blow. Yeah. What's her name? Maria Farmer. Who's the one that that was um... like his place in New York alone? The place with the fucking Bill Clinton fucking painting. Oh yeah, you can't just sell that fucking place and give the money to the fucking victims. But yeah. then that would open up a, a, a wormhole into like, okay, like, how did he pay for the fucking house? Yeah, and, and people would look into that. But it's like, is that even happening? I don't even know. Yeah, it, it he, should be a thing that's happening. He has so many places too. He has a place in Manhattan. Yeah. He has that place in New Mexico. He has that place in uh, Paris. I think it was in Paris. Wow. And he has the place in. in um, he has the island. He has so much shit. Someone should. The government should take over all those places and Airbnb them. It, it's for sale right now. <laughs> oh my god. That's it. That's what we'll do. We'll we'll create like a uh, like a weird criminal uh, Airbnb type situation. We'll get the JonBenet Ramsey house, which is still on the market. Is that really? And it's at a huge discount now. Yeah. And what did and, someone die here? You're like, Ooh. yeah. Like, was there a famous death here that yeah. we can like use exploit? Yeah, <laughs> for our Airbnb purposes. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, let's face it, they're still nice. nice oh yeah. Tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking Epstein's places especially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's like a whole building. He owns like a whole building. Yeah, it's, yeah. you got an island. That's cool. Yeah. So the same year that Wexner would uh, begin his decades-long as- association with Epstein, another Cone friend with ties to the Reagan White House and the Trump family, uh, Ronald uh, Launder, no, Lauder, it would have better feel Launder, would provide Epstein with a with an Australian passport containing Epstein's picture, but with a false name. Lauder, Les Wexner, and Brofmans are members of an elite organization known as the Mega Group. Others' association with this group were Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell. This group was was used as a suppose it was used for philanthropic reasons, like everything else is. When they say they're doing for philanthropy, you know they're fucking kids. Synonymous with pedophilia. Yeah, it mostly is with these really powerful people. You, you, do you really think they care that much about people getting fucked with or, like, poor people? It's just like the— My what, assumption was it's just for the tax write-offs. It's right—and also when you're running something—when you're trying to launder money, you usually do it through these philanthropic uh, endeavors. Just Or— you're, or if you're running some kind of human trafficking ring, like just think of the Clintons with, with what they did in Haiti. I'm going to keep talking about Haiti till we really address what the fuck is going on over there, where all those people disappeared. They, they have a fund over there that the Clinton Foundation did over there. So that's another thing to think about. Voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly voodoo. Bunch, a bunch of people disappeared in Haiti, and no one ever fucking talks about it. And... People worship the Clintons. Hillary's going to run for president again. I, I can almost guarantee that. That's why she's coming back into the, like, you're seeing her more on shit. So she's running for president soon. So get ready for that. It's going to be part two. Makes me want Trump to go again just so he can just fucking destroy her. Part two. He'll beat her. But yeah. So next week, we're going to talk about, we're going to get into the Maxwell family. I know I said we were going to do that this week. 
But there was so much more on Roy Cohn that I was like, we got to talk about Roy Cohn because this is going to set up everything. It sets the whole stage of this whole Epstein um, ring and how massive it was. The Maxwell thing is is mind blowing. So get ready for that because you're gonna learn about Robert Maxwell, his all his ties, and he was like a triple agent. But we'll we'll get into that next week and everything with Ghislaine Maxwell, like she, she she was a criminal mastermind as well, and she was she uh, Robert Maxwell her father basically taught her everything. So she she's a criminal mastermind and she deserves to be in Even prison. Even had to give massages. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. He's probably he's probably gay. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So we'll 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 talk about that next week. Um, we're we're gonna jump into the Patreon right right now. So so yeah. Um, if you like the show, oh oh, before we go, shit. Um, before we go, uh, yeah. Before we yeah, go, fuck Wanda Sykes. How about that? <laughs> oh, just uh, yeah. How about I don't know. You guys want to get into some some plugs? Plug your plug your show. While I'm looking up these names. Sure. Uh, that's Skeleton Factory Podcast. Uh, we are on, uh, what are we on? Uh, Instagram at Skeleton underscore Factory. Also on Patreon. So there's uh, the most recent episode is movies about the Australian criminal Mark Chopper Reed. And <clears throat> episode 38, I'm doing a, uh, I'm doing a uh, maybe a three-part series. I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm going to do a three-part series about uh, extreme Australian horror films. The first one was uh, on episode 38. That was Bad Boy Bubby. The next one is going to be uh, Wake and Fright, a long-forgotten missing film. Um, that's basically like a, a, a horrific Nick Cave song come to life. And then the third <laughs> uh, episode, If I Do It, will probably be on uh, Romper Stomper, maybe. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, where, where can we find you? Uh did you did you say your your IG uh, po- and all that? The, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Oh okay, and it's sorry. on. Yeah, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Sick. All your favorite podcasts. But yeah, Patreon. That's the only place you're gonna get uh, all the extra episodes. So. Yeah. That's where he says the N word. That's where yeah. I say yeah. I have a whole. That's my my top ten favorite movies that say the N word. <laughs> <laughs> They're mostly Quentin Tarantino movies. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, five of the ten movies are uh, Quentin Tarantino scenes in uh, Django Unchained. <laughs> the other ones are Quentin Tarantino interviews. <laughs> What's going on, Iconoblast? Uh, we just did Mayhem Part 2, the story of Count Grishnak and, uh, and the murder of Euronymous. Uh, the next one that we're going to have is Elvis. Nice. And, and his, pen- God damn it, more pedophiles. So we're going to be talking really? about how that. Elvis was a fan of young, young, young girls. Uh, Priscilla Presley was 14 years old when he met her. Oh, in Japan. man. He was being funny. He was yeah, trying was, to be funny. It was a, it's a joke. It was, it was a, a joke. joke. Come on. Come on. <laughs> when I commit to a joke, I commit to a joke. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be hilarious when I do it. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Iconoblast Podcast and in You'll get all the notifications for when the shows are. We do Monday night premieres, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on Drinking Bros History Channel on YouTube. And uh, Joel and I are always in the live chat just making jokes, answering questions. Hit the bell, guys. Go on YouTube. Go to Drinking Bros History. Hit the bell. If you're not, because it'll give you the notifications. So if you're like, oh, I didn't get a notification, like, you, did you hit the bell? That's the thing. You got to hit the bell. Same thing. Do that for my show. 
um, because I've been we we've messed up some of the times on our on our premieres. Like since we've moved over here, our recording I've been we've been recording on Fridays right before our premieres. So I like last week I moved the episode up to three thirty, or like this week, or uh, we, I moved up to three. Like so, just hit that notification. Uh, follow follow us on Instagram on uh, at con underscore men underscore podcast. Follow our Twitter uh, at con podcast one. Facebook. You can also just follow the pedophilia hashtag and all the con men stuff. Yeah, all the comments stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, all this stuff will be in the show notes. So just if you you can't remember all this stuff, just search for it in, in the show notes. It's all in there. And uh, and I also want to give a shout out to all of our our Patreon listeners. Who, uh, I mean, man, it's, it's growing. It, it's getting there. Um, so first off, um, and, and then there's one that's not a tier. His name is Max. He, he just paid $5. He's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in a group. Just put me in my own shit. He also said, please do not mention me by name. Yeah. Sorry, Max. Um, <coughs> should I give out his email? His email? No. But yeah. Um, in our Gulag gang, first off, we have, uh, we have Woodsman, 1975, who signed up recently. Uh, Olin Miller, uh, Mike M, Mike uh, Terpstra. I know I'm going to mess that guy's name up. I think he's told me I've messed his name up. Sorry, guy. Uh, Kevin Bird, Jonathan Ditch. Uh, is that Dish? I don't know. David Os- uh, Osbernson, who's uh, he's a big, big friend of the show, too. He's, I'm glad you finally sh- signed up. Thanks, Dave. He came to the studio a couple months ago. It's good, good to see you in the Patreon. We really appreciate it. Uh, Bryant uh, Marabi, kind of like Karabi, which is a reddish. Um, and to move on to the $10 Wrestle El Amnesio tier, we got This Is Colin, uh, Keith Kaler. I hope I, he, I, he in, in, the, in the Discord, he's like, you almost got my name right. So I think I got it right this time. Keith Kaler or Cal... Collar. It's Kaler. Pretty sure it's Kaler. Uh, like collar greens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wanathan, also in the $10 tier. Uh, John E. Smith. Jeff uh, Newquid, big, big, big friend of the show. Oops. What did I, what did I do? Uh, I went down. Where did you go? All right. Uh, David Jones. David Klein, uh, who, who, um, who is also on the show. Check out his episode and also his Patreon episode where he talked about uh, drones. Uh, Dakota Robbins, Ben Garcia, uh, Matt Spears. Oh, actually, Matt Spears is in the twenty dollars Skull and Bones. We we had a few people sign up for Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, you guys are you guys are gonna get some pretty cool stuff. Um, as soon as we get this this merch store open, you guys get first digs on everything. You My also son- get to come to the studio and watch us masturbate in a coffin. Oh yeah, that that's <laughs> that's part of it. That's why it's called. Skull and bones. Yeah, coffins cost money. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Um, Twenty dollars tier. Matt Royston, um, and uh, Lucas R. Oh no, we got oh and Itamashi Chen is our is our last twenty dollars skull and bones. Man, the twenty dollars skull and bones. Big shout out to you guys. Like that. That's really big. It's gonna be. This is gonna pay for. It's gonna pay these guys as soon as we start pulling money out of it, which we haven't touched yet. Um, it's gonna pay for our own studio shit. We're gonna get cameras, mics. That's that's what I'm using it for. We're gonna use it to fund 
the merch store. It's it's all going back. Well, not their stuff, but like my cut, it's going all back into the show, and it's to make the show better. And we couldn't do it without you guys. So so thank you for that. But yeah, let's jump into this Patreon and um, and we'll we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for coming into the show. Thanks, guys. Bye.